Returning from vacation is always a challenge. This time it was just a long weekend, but it included my wife's birthday and an epic day at the beach that involved taking pretty much all of our garage, camping out, staying all day. It would have been the best time ever, except I lost my wedding ring. Third time's a charm. I think it's actually gone, and I don't know if I lost it body surfing, digging for sand fleas, or really getting into it with a frisbee during a game of can jam. Are you not familiar with this widespread panic type game? Well, learn more, but now's not the time. As soon as I realized it was off my finger, I called my dad, said, hey, want to do some metal detecting? She said no, it just started drinking, but I got in the car and headed that way. Because the last time I lost my ring, I bought my dad a metal detector. The time before I lost the ring, I used ringfinder.com and got the pros to the scene and they found it within moments. So this was the same ring that I'd lost now three times. And I'm not quite the metal detector other folks might be. I scoured the beach, but there was no finding it. Though I did come up with an old penny, an angry orchard bottle cap, and somebody's key. So who knows? I might have found a vacant Airbnb, and that would be worth my trouble. But ah, with Labor Day in the rearview mirror, it's time to get back at it, lost wedding ring or not. And with that... I only wish I had video of Mr. Rogers going off to work in the morning because in my mind, all of life is just taking off your jacket, putting on a sweatshirt while you throw your slippers on. But today, we'll do the heavy lifting while we'll talk about dream jobs, AI, and the Beatles as we love me do some joshing around. The big news of the day involves loungewear as Dorothy's red ruby slippers have been found. Apparently, they were stolen from a museum some 13 years ago, but the FBI remains steadfast on the case, and the culprit has been found. They haven't released all the details as of yet, but let it be known, we can finally click the slippers together and send them home. Now, Wizard of Oz was made in 1939, so if you're below a certain age, you've no idea what I'm talking about, just as you don't know nothing about birth and no babies. One of the articles I read over the break explained how there's more functional uses for a PhD than to simply work in academia. Now, this isn't to imply that I have a pretty huge degree, but instead I found a buried lead about parenting in the article that I'd like to share. The author says, Don't underestimate the effect of parenthood on your out-of-hours productivity. Plotting your latest data may be more interesting than watching TV, but it's not as good as helping your daughter ride her bike. It's okay to work past midnight when you're in the zone and can go to work a bit later the next morning. It's not okay when somebody wakes you at 2 a.m. and then at 4 and then gets you up for the day at 6. I love it. Thank you, doctor, so much for those kind words. I stopped reading the whole article right there because that's all I needed to hear. I'd long wondered if it were my vices or my kids holding me back. And thanks to that insightful article, I now know that my vices are in place because of my kids holding me back from my real dreams. While I might have once wished to host a fake radio show, I certainly never dreamed of being a real estate agent running a successful business. Instead, I've always aspired towards my real dream job, that of being a mattress tester. This is where I would walk into work late at night only to find a new Sealy or Serta on my desk that needed to be certified. So just as I do every day, I'd lay down my weary head, sleep for seven, eight, nine hours or so, and then when I arise, I'd comprise an essay letting everyone know how well this mattress slept. After a hard day's night, I'd clock out 
and have a good 15 hours left to myself for what I choose to do. The motto of early 20th century labor unions used to be eight hours for work, eight hours for sleep, and eight hours for what you choose to do. Now the new union motto is let the machines do it, but don't forget to pay your dues. A celebration of labor is such a 20th century train of thought. In a not-too-distant, dystopian future ruled by artificial intelligence and machine learning at the control of an elite few, the holiday that just passed will soon come to be known as Labor in Memoriam Day. It's been a little less than a year since the artificial intelligence division at Google created AlphaZero, a somewhat sentient being that was able to teach itself how to play chess after being programmed with only the rules of the game. It took this machine only four hours to absorb all of humanity's entire history of chess and then figure out how to beat the world's greatest chess masters and the most advanced artificial intelligent computer playing chess bots around. Since then, this AI device has overthrown three elections, won two Golden Globes, and is now proofreading tweets for Elon Musk and Kanye West. While computers are getting creative at chess and soon they'll overthrow the world, for now, they haven't learned how to write jokes, at least not well. There's a few joke-writing computers out there, but so far the best they've come up with is a computer went to the store to buy an airy code. Stupid computer. Nary a code would be all zeros. What? That's bad. It's been argued artificial intelligence would do better to grow and thrive under a dictatorship rather than a true democracy, because if you disregard all the privacy concerns and concentrate all the information relating to a billion people into one database, you'll wind up with much better algorithms than if you respect individual privacy and have in your database only partial information on a million people. Let's hope it makes computer-generated jokes get better, too. Otherwise, the only few highlights include, why did the computer family leave the party early? It's motherboard. In the 21st century, data will eclipse both land and machinery as the most important asset, so politics will become a struggle to control data's flow. That sounds like a serious problem, but it's going to take a good 30 years for all this fiction to become science, and by that time, it sounds like I'll be touring the sights of a very organized America as I retire in style with an AI RV doing all the work. As my wife and I take in the sights on our computer-generated tour across America, I can tell you the first song we're going to play. It's an American ideal by the great British band, The Beatles. Here Comes the Sun will blaze out of our speakers as we take off across those Abbey Roads, more alive than dead. I apologize, that's way too many references to The Beatles. While they did inspire me a bit as a kid, if you were to ask The Beatles or Elvis, I'd probably answer back, The Beastie Boys or Eminem? 20 years ago, being white in high school required a mandatory experience with The Beatles. These days, I'm not sure if that's still true, though Dad's trying to make sure it's so, as she regaled the kids with tales of the Beatles over the weekend. At least she tried, but as soon as the band was brought up, the kids wanted to know, didn't the Beatles get broken up by a pretty woman? Dad said, well, not so much pretty. Um, excuse me, kettle, pot's on the phone, but we'll just leave that there. She went on to say, well, yes, Yoko Ono did break up the band. The kids said, well, was everyone upset? Well, people were upset, she said. A lot of people liked the Beatles. Yoko Ono's fans were upset too. In fact, it's rumored John Lennon was shot for derailing her solo career. I'm just kidding. Everyone knows Mark David Chapman shot John Lennon because Jodie Foster wanted to spend more time with Yoko. Oh no, I've told too many subpar jokes today, which puts me on the level with the most recent celebrity's name my father mispronounced. 
Names are tough, but apps give her a hard time too. So just as dad was describing shows on streaming services, she says, it's on Prime. No, no, Netflix. No, what is it? Zulu? No, I said, Zulu's the one that just streams black shows. Oh, dad continued. That reminds me, another new show is out with so-and-so the entertainer. That's the moniker I'm heading towards without daily improvement. As I put my slippers on and end this episode, remember, with hard work, you can go home again. Though it may be that home is nothing more than a server farm. Don't get distracted from your kids or your vices as you dream of your goals. Whistle while you work, unless it's a snooze, and be sure to laugh, because it won't be long before we're all put in check by a more powerful king in charge of all our joshing around.